0: really really hard and they execute your system and that's what it's all about God. yes there sir big trust. Big big trust. Trust. Big big trust, trust big trust big trust dang yes sir <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, right sir. on cue hey right on cue hey I, let that's me
0: Back on the Jumbo Set podcast, it is Wednesday, January 10th. My name is Jake Luke, and I'm joined by Spencer Nathaniel Schultz. Not present with us on the instant analysis of the, uh, the the gutting loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers this past Sunday. I know you got some thoughts on that, but uh, in the meantime, how are we doing, sir?
1: Doing okay. Pretty tired. Long, long weeks coming back from the holiday season and getting back into the swing of things this week, and been a, a drag. Maryland continuing to prove that it is officially a southern state with no snow, just raining nonstop day in and day out, just beating down the streets. The inner harbor is flooding into Pratt Street and stuff right now as we speak. So, weather sucks. Tired, but not stressed because the Ravens don't play this upcoming weekend. And that wild card weekend is sneaking up on us. Can't believe it's finally here. Can't believe the regular season is over. I don't know. It felt long. It felt both long and short felt like this one. I really don't know what you think back as this year as like, what was the big storyline to me? It will really just be the backup quarterback. So many backup quarterbacks, guys like Dobbs and Flacco and Aaron Rodgers getting injured and Kirk cousins going down. Burrow goes down. Herbert goes down. So I guess this is the survivor season. And that is what the Ravens will get a chance to do. They'll, in a game where, you know, they play the Steelers and we see Mr. T.J. Watt get beat up and Odafe Owe get a little bit beat up and things of that nature. The Ravens will get a chance to survive and get healthy and lick their wounds. And I don't think they'll take that for granted. Like maybe they, I don't know if they'd say they took it for granted in 2019, 2020, but certainly now. Not the same deal. So with that in mind, the Ravens will get to lick their wounds. And I don't think they'll take this bye week for granted that they'll have. And the ability to rest a couple of guys last week. Did see some guys play more than others, like Patrick Queen, who was kind of beat up after that one and was like, I don't know why they played me so much, but I played. And uh, felt like he he was in there for a long time. But it's a survivor season all these backup quarterbacks, all these big injuries, things like that in a longer schedule. And I know that the NFL plans to address their preseason and training camp and practice schedule is something a lot of coaches have talked about, wanting to refresh the way that works. If there's going to be less preseason, they want to make some more changes to make sure that they can callous properly as is needed. So the Ravens will get a chance to play a couple of games at M and T bank stadium, hopefully a couple at least. And so that puts me at ease a little bit that I think this team is ready to rock and roll some fun interviews. Zay Flowers has an interview with Ryan Clark on his show, Lamar Jackson with Tom Brady, all that good stuff. So I'm a little tired. I think everybody's a little tired. How are you feeling?
0: I'm feeling good. Um, weather notwithstanding, we've had a, a couple technical difficulties here to go. We're currently running on the generator up here in Town. Weather is weird. Like you mentioned, the floating, uh, flooding in the harbor. Wind has been going out of control uh, yeah we weird weather we got we always got to get that in so I'm glad that I did uh, otherwise that nah, you know feeling pretty good 10 days off the sauce here I'm gonna keep that rolling obviously through January uh, that's that's always a nice way to start the year kick the year off kind of dry things out a little hit the reset button there a little bit so that's good too uh, and yeah I mean I'm kind of with you though like uh, you know I was watching those games last week man and like I didn't go to the game like you did Um, so I was flipping through red zone and I was like man like 18 weeks. I hate to be like a shout out to John Gruden, a clueless anti football P, but 18 weeks, it's too much like, you know, and like notwithstanding the stupid numbers now, 12 and five, 13 and four, things of that nature, like 13 and three just worked 12 and four just worked. And now we're 12 and five and we're 13 and four and we're 14 and three and it just doesn't. symmetry is off with that i I just gotta say and it's the nfl just you know the land grab continues and they're just gonna run into the ocean and then they're just gonna keep you're just gonna build planks out onto the ocean and keep trying to grab land and do whatever else but i don't know it seems to be working for them so that's my mini rant on that regular season is too long now a couple meaningless games there uh (laughs) browns Bengals. i don't know why that game was even played but yeah overall feeling good uh because to your point the ravens been a nice south here the last uh, the last several months, and uh, it, it reached a, a crescendo there with that Dolphins game, and I've just been kind of riding that high since. So ready for the playoffs, and we got an exciting uh, exciting weekend in front of us with the Super wild card Weekend. I noticed you didn't put the Super in there. I, I'm going to need you to uh, correct that as we go forward. But uh, before we do go forward, wanted to quickly plug this once more. It actually uh we had a little bit of a delay with our event at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. It's getting pushed back a week now. Crab Cakes and football. They had been doing Crab Cakes and Baseball, hosted by Eric with a bunch of the Orioles players. It has now been shifted over to the Ravens with Crab Cakes and Football, featuring Kyle Van Noy uh, next Tuesday, uh, January 16th at 7 30. I think Banks is hosting that one as well as the one with Justin Matabike, which is the next night. Uh, Wednesday, January 17th at 7 p.m. And you can get tickets to their website. They've got two different tiers of tickets uh, with all sorts of different benefits on their website, jimmy'sfamousseafood.com, under the, the events tab. So go ahead and check that out. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm feeling all right to your question.
1: Love to hear it. And now, as I said, I mean, so looking back at the Steelers game, I guess what happened in hindsight, not a ton to talk about. We don't have to spend a ton of time there. But did oh, actually
0: you, do you, you don't want to spend a ton of time on that game?
1: It was, it was a funny game and funny in many ways. I, I went to the club level for that one. It was the first time I watched the game there. I've been in the club level before. Very weird scene going on there where it was obviously raining and windy, but you're covered for the most part in the club level. And I remember going back in to use the bathroom at some point, I think right after the, the second half kickoff, and there was just like 80 people laying on the floor, like cuddling and watching the game on TV, like on the floor.
0: Bit of a whining cheese crowd in there, I think.
1: Yeah, it was, I don't, I don't think I'll ever be back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was a little estranged because it was a meaningless game, but boy, oh boy. Yeah, the, the charcuterie cuddles were going on on the floor and did not like what was going on in there. I, I'm, I'm good on that. I'll stay out in the weather. Uh, I'm fine. Thank you. So that was very peculiar. Uh, Deontay Pickle Johnson with his big play where he uh, jogs for 40 seconds to get off the field. Listen, Falling man, it's, it's a lot of ground to
0: cover. He just didn't have the energy. I get it, man. The weather is just
1: tough. I, I love Deontay Johnson. I'll, I'll say that. He has a huge touchdown in this one, whatever. People are freaking out about Marcus Williams. It was like not his fucking fault.
0: I don't think the one arm uh, man was going 100% out there. I'll just say that. And No, like, why would why he? He shouldn't
1: even have been out there. They, they, that's the, and that's the issue. Like These games are so stupid because you have guys out there that are playing to protect themselves and – to the Steelers, that wasn't the case. They had to win and they end up getting in because they win. But Patrick Queen, Marcus, Ronnie Stanley's out there. They don't, you don't have enough players where you can just sit everybody. You can't do that. The math doesn't work. So, uh, very, very strange. I don't, I don't know what the solution is, but it was a weird game. Justice Hill's stat line, one of the strangest things I've ever seen in my life zero rushing attempts for zero yards. 10 targets, 3 receptions for 26 yards. And I'm going to go ahead and put this out into the the ethos. Relax with the rail route. Relax yeah. with the rail route. They they did it against the Dolphins. Don't something stupid's happening with the rail route. It worked a couple times against the Dolphins. I don't know. What did they run it three times against the Steelers and threw it there? I think hey, Todd found over. his, uh, he
0: found his matting cheese play and he's like, all right, I'm just going to run this every time. And then, you know, once your roommates start to adjust to it, you crack another beer. You're like, all right, maybe I got to start doing something else. I uh, love
1: the way you put that. Yeah. Your room, exactly. Your roommate's like, all right, I'm done. I found the defense to stop this rail route. Yeah. Uh, so that was funny to me. Justice Hill's stat line overall. Trenton Simpson comes in, makes a couple plays in this one. I didn't go back and watch tape. I, I'm 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 making some YouTube content. Check out my Lamar Jackson MVP video, which should be live tomorrow night around eight, hopefully, but weird game, weird overall. Isaiah likely makes a big boy play. Nelson Aguilar catches a couple balls and whatever, just running around. TJ Watt kicks the door down after a five second sack as, you know, water is wet and well, water's actually not wet, but as gravity exists and, you know, the sky is blue. TJ Watt gets a, Seven second sack of Tyler Huntley kicks the door down. Game brings his you, MTL.
0: Excuse to use that true detective clip, which is maybe the funniest line in television history. <laughs> you were like the Michael Jordan of being a son of a bitch. Like, I just think of that with TJ Watt now. Yes,
1: he is elite at being a son of a bitch and kicking the door down on his five second sack. So, all's fair in love and war. Najee Harris, so on and so forth. Uh, whatever. I won't be back in the club level and, and we can just leave it at that, I guess. But, I don't know. The Steelers sneaking in is just incredible. The Jaguars implosion. The Bills getting business done through blood, sweat, piss, vinegar, tears, and fire. And a lot of fun stuff happened in that week. The Bears-Packers was a fun one in ways. So that's the, the interesting dichotomy of the hapless fish in a last breath flapping around on the table of games like you mentioned, the Browns and the Bengals versus, you know, Bills-Dolphins or Bears-Packers. Things like that.
0: Yeah. And yeah, watching Red Zone, it, like I said, it was just kind of like uh that that Jaguars Titans game that was pretty awesome. And obviously, RDT had some emotional investment in that. So we were kind of all following that one together in the group chat. Uh yeah, Bears Packers. I thought that was fun too. Jordan Love just no matter what he's been all season, he has always been a fun watch. And I think he just plays like so fearlessly. And I think Romo actually did a really nice job. Uh, he was doing a little bit of his, I don't know, gym stuff, getting a little excited uh, in that one. But he had, a, he did a really nice job breaking down. Like Jordan Love didn't look like this when he was at the where do you go Utah State, I think something like that. Um, and he was like, yeah, he didn't look like this in college. Just like Rogers didn't look like he did at Cal. Like it all started with Favre, like learning to kind of throw off your platform and like doing those unconventional, unconventional like wrist angles. So Rogers learned that from Favre on the bench and then Love learned it from Rogers on the bench. Just kind of an interesting sort of way to break that down in the progression. So that was a really fun game to watch. The way
1: that they can all, starting with Favre, spin the ball and throw that tight lower arm slot, that one-third arm slot, and just roll the ball with so much touch. And they do that little jump thing. They, like, jump into the throw, all of it. It's, It's really one of the more interesting things in sports.
0: Yeah, never never really on just a solid platform it seems like which could maybe be to your detriment at times but like if you master it like Rodgers did and I think like Mahomes has a little bit and even Lamar Jackson this year um to an extent uh man it is uh it is really fun to watch. So yeah, Jordan Love uh he he was a good watch there feel for Bears fans but probably for the best for them uh, ultimately to get that higher draft pick and then obviously that's Going to be a big conversation. What happens with your guy there, Fields? What are they going to do with that number one overall pick? That's going to be a fun uh, off-season topic of discussion. But, uh, yeah, I guess we can kind of eschew the normal segments here because, like you said, you didn't watch tape. I didn't have too much interest in going back to that game. What are you you excited for with – or what are you wild hard for with this wild card weekend, this super wild card weekend coming up?
1: Well, I really want to see what the Chiefs look like, I think, is the first place I look because – Speaking of survivor and a team that got a chance to lick their wounds, things like that. They're going to be, it's a zero degree game in Arrowhead, which of course is ready to go crazy. And now for the first time, Patrick Mahomes who gets the three seed and plays a home playoff game. And, you know, I don't think this is going to happen, but the chiefs very well could somehow end up never leaving Arrowhead for all we know, like whatever crazier things have happened in the world. But so now they have that chip on their shoulder. They have that underdog narrative that they can buy into and they were able to rest Pacheco, Travis Kelsey's usage, who people are talking a lot about Kelsey. He had a, I think he had a bad injury at the start of the year. I think that's what it was. And that ankle and he's older and you don't recover quite the same, but you get over those eventually with a little rest and a little bit of whatever, you know, high powered science they can apply to it and, the cryo chambers and the compression sleeves and all that stuff. So really curious to see what this chiefs team looks like. The dolphins match up there. Um, I just, I, I really do feel bad for the dolphins. Like they lost both outside linebackers two impact outside linebackers that were having great years. They go ahead and sign Justin Houston and Frank Clark, I think, or maybe it was Bruce urban. One of the, those are the same in my head. One of the two of them.
0: Those Seattle backers. Yeah. Those, those pass rushers. They all kind those of, those like, two.
1: Yeah. So they signed that, you know, throw Michael Bennett on there. Who knows? But they signed those guys and they're going to get, I assume Waddle has been targeting to play in the wild card. I assume his entire recovery, everything, Mostert as well. They clinched the playoffs and it was like, all right, we don't need to do anything but get in. So now they have to go play that game. And my one buddy just keeps saying over and over, like Skylar Thompson almost beat the Bills. Skylar Thompson almost beat the Bills. Don't count out Mike McDaniel. He can scheme it up. And I don't think people realize truly how debilitating it is to the Dolphins offense to remove Waddle from it specifically, because that is the only other receiver at all. Tight end wise, anybody else that can have any gravity and keep you remotely honest from honing in on Tyreek Hill and Hill's like put up. Good box score numbers. I think he had like nine for ninety-nine. And then that one, you know, he drops a couple balls that he probably could have taken off on. But
0: a couple bad uh, drops the last couple weeks. He had the one against the Ravens. And then yeah, the other night he had a, a at least one. So
1: he's always he's always dropped the football. I think that's the cost of playing full, you know, pressing the X button on Xbox when you're playing Madden. You run through the catch, you might drop the ball. Yeah. So that's the pro and con of tr- being the fastest man alive and playing like the fastest man alive. There's
0: a lot going on in his personal life here recently too. So you can kind of, you know, maybe the tradition isn't all the way there. You can kind of forgive that.
1: And they did. And they already clinched. And in his head, he might be like, well, we don't have waddle. Uh, we'll just Let's just get to the playoffs. Like I'm, I'm tired. So interesting there, but I, I feel like the chiefs are in a division that melted down. Like, gooey chocolate chips inside of a delicious cookie. I mean, the chargers, the Broncos all just crumbled. They've been able to really lick their wounds for a while. They clinched a few weeks ago. So very curious there Bills, Steelers, whatever. I mean, I don't even have anything to say. Bills are going to throttle them. And then finally, that brings us to the other side of the AFC, which is, I think the game that everybody's probably most excited for, I think, especially Ravens fans, because, that's probably who you're going to play is whoever comes out of that. And now we see a rematch of just a couple of weeks ago between the Browns and the Texans. And I think what's interesting is that Bobby Slowick is getting a ton of attention for head coach stuff, but has been a weird, like, they've been a weird offense because it feels like they get into these third and long so often. And these second and long, like they, they have no efficient run game You don't do enough to put CJ Stroud ahead of the eight ball, and then he just bails you out.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a lot of it's so much Stroud Superman stuff, not even in that Colts game, but like recently you watched him, and he's just like making a couple of these plays every single game. And it's like, can he continue that? Yeah, maybe to an extent, but like it's that is a difficult to sustain offense.
1: It is. And without Tank Dell, who's another ISO winner, Nico Collins has been unbelievable. Your guy, my dog. Yeah. One one of my dogs from a couple years ago. But been unbelievable getting open after the catch, playing like – I don't even know who to say he plays like because he's huge. He's a big, strong dude, and he's
0: been able to be so dangerous after the catch. He's what people want James Washington to be from Okie State. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. He plays like a running back a little bit almost, but he's like – Yes, he
1: does. He does, and he he, uh, catches and turns himself into a running back pretty quickly, transfers through the catch into a runner really efficiently, strong – has gone crazy when CJ Stroud's been healthy. So in that previous matchup, no Will Anderson, John Grenard, I think, plays three snaps. John Grenard's still hurt, which another one of my guys, but I think that could be a huge catalyst if he doesn't play versus plays in his, again, we've talked so often this year, the survivor year, if he's healthy or not. So the Browns had Amari Cooper go for 250. Dan Orlovsky was doing a segment on NFL Live What do you do? Do you play too high? Do you play single high? Well, if you play too high, then the Browns are going to go heavy and run the ball on you, and you know you don't feel great about your run defense necessarily. I think that's where the Texans are, whenever their season ends, going to invest a lot of resources into those big nose tackles and a little bit better inside linebacker play, things like that. But a little bit damned if you do, damned if you don't. Amari Cooper hasn't played since that game where he went for 260. And Dan Orlovsky's solution was travel Stingley, with Amari Cooper, and then you know trust Derek Stingley, who you drafted super high, is super talented, and played well against the Browns in that game. They basically just put him on the other side of Derek Stingley, and then got him. So I think you have to try to let your guy go in for you. But I think this game is going to be. I think of all the games, this and who knows it could be dull, like it's impossible to predict how these things play out maybe packers can somehow put up a fight on the cowboys who knows but um i think that this will be the game that comes down to the last score the last drive of the game and who has the ball and who can kick a field goal and things like that so uh tough matchup man and it's hard to go prepare again for the browns because they they just play a very 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 vanilla defense they run cover one and cover three and they press you and they do a little bit up front with pressures and a little bit of sim and a little bit of blitz but they just run the same coverages and are like fine beat us and so you're like uh, we wish we had tanked Dell, and we wish we had a more dynamic back and offensive line and they don't so with that in mind i don't know this is an incredible opportunity. I think this is the first time a quarterback drafted in the top three and a rookie head coach have made the playoffs. And I think that speaks volumes about D'Amico Ryans. And the Texans have been a Jekyll and Hyde team. They've played down to piss poor competition, lost stupid games. When Stroud went down, they looked terrible. And at the same time, they've beaten some pretty big opponents. So that game is where you're looking. And I don't know. It's like, who who do the Ravens want to come out of that in terms of a better matchup for them? It's like, well, I don't know. Stroud is a hell of a quarterback. You saw him early in the year, but the Browns defense, I think, I was trying to think of like, what, what is it going to be? And I'll pass it to you in a second, but it's like, what is it going to be? When you play Lamar Jackson, you have to spam something. Like if you want to beat him, you the teams that have given him trouble, like a bad, bad game that wasn't him just kind of, fucking up you think of the dolphins with their cover zero shit you think of the Steelers who have just charged him at the mesh point made him taking the ball out of his hands you think of the titans who just put so many defenders in the middle of the field and the ravens didn't have the guys to beat them and it's like what if if there's a team that can spam something and get into at least like a neutral script i feel like it is the browns defense pressing and then they have Miles Garrett and Zedaria Smith and some horses up front. So I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see who comes out of it, out of those kind of bottom teams, unless a shocking upset happens like the Dolphins over the Chiefs, which I think would be shocking. But fun AFC side with a bunch of messy teams, just dirty. This is kind of a dirty, grungy teams on this side. And I think that epitomizes what the AFC usually is.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that Dolphins matchup—if it were to come to that—I think that would be uh, that would be really interesting because you know they just beat the brakes off them a couple weeks ago, and they are on that side of the bracket. Correct? They would come to Baltimore if they beat the Chiefs. I'm sorry. They, they If they beat the Chiefs, they would come to Baltimore, correct, the Dolphins? Unless the Steelers beat the Bills. Yeah, which we're not even going to entertain that as a notion. So, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins, like, I, I have a feeling Wada would be healthy. I have a feeling they'd maybe get a little bit stronger on the defensive side of the ball. I think that would be a much harder game just pretty much by default if they were to come back here. And you would have to probably redraw some things up. And, you know, McDaniel would have some things up his sleeve. Uh, ready to counteract what they were doing in that in that other game, which honestly they moved the ball decently well, but it was just the Roquan Smith interception and then a couple of the other uh, other big plays on defense that really swung the tide in the Ravens' favor. So I wouldn't expect it to go nearly as easily this time. Chiefs are always going to scare me no matter what, but I think that would be the AFC Championship matchup. So you know don't have to think about that one quite yet. Texans and Browns, yeah, that is the one that everyone should be looking at, rightfully so. And it's almost like a pick your poison because the Browns, you know, we saw them. Punk'd the ravens in baltimore earlier this season in that second half of that game we've talked about it ad nauseum jim schwartz obviously a tremendous coordinator they've got so much talent uh, at each level and they've just got the athleticism to hang with guys and owusu koromoa i mean he's not necessarily a lamar jackson stopper but we we saw him hurt him a couple of years ago and uh, that wound up being super consequential and they've got all sorts of talent there like i said and then on the other side of the ball it's funny we talk about this rest versus rust kind of stuff like no, Sneaky not a lot of people talking about the fact that Joe Flacco was just an all-time heater and then he's just going to sit out for a week and then you come back and maybe maybe that lightning is going to be kept in the bottle it's funny to be on the other side of this now a decade later I was talking about this with Kevin on locked on Ravens like other teams saying like oh well you know he he beat Andrew Luck and then he went into Denver like he can't keep this rolling like and then he just does like he just he does it for four games in a row and wins a Super Bowl and he hasn't been that good though. No, he hasn't, and that's kind of the that's kind of the crazy thing. Is he is the he the only team he really stuck it to was the Texans? Yeah, and it's like, is he just going to slot back into the lineup, and he he's just going to keep heaving these balls up to Amari Cooper coming off injury, and it, you know, is he just going to keep fl- you know throwing these third down prayers up to a Najoku who's somehow uncovered and like converting these third and seventeens? Like maybe, but it's a little bit more. I, I listen, I'm not going to say the word Fluko, but like, is the Fluko going to Uh, prove itself to be true in that situation I'm not so sure I wouldn't bank on it I think there'd be a lot of emotion in that game that would be that would be quite something if that were to be the one and then on the other side it's almost like the inverse with the Texans where they obviously have a good defense and they're talented but they're young you know you're relying on Will Anderson you're relying on Greenard coming back from injury Um, Petrie has played pretty well I think for them Stingley you're talking about as well Um, you know it, it would be tough but it wouldn't necessarily be as difficult as the Browns but on the other side you do have a very dynamic quarterback uh, that's going to be tough to contain no matter what. And he's just putting the ball through a keyhole uh, a couple of different times a game down the field. And there's just a, there's a chaos factor that I, that worries me with Josh Allen and a potential AFC championship matchup. Like Josh Allen just makes these games. Like, you know, he just turns them into this, like just chaos fest, just this carnival of just chaos, this bonfire, of the vanities. And it's just like, what is even going on with Josh Allen half the time, but it almost slants to be the field in the bill's favor. I don't know if it's quite that level with CJ Stroud quite yet, but uh, it, it would be a much tougher matchup than it was in week one because he has turned into a different player since then. Uh, and they're, they're really firing on all cylinders too. So going to be an interesting Wild Card weekend to watch. I cannot uh, wait to kick my feet up and uh, dive into these games because I think, um, like you said, it's just a lot of messy, grungy teams, a lot of injuries going around, a lot of backup quarterbacks, just a weird, weird year. And ultimately, like – It's primed for the Ravens to go and do something because they're as healthy as they've been at this time in a very long time, going back several years, including at quarterback. And you just got to, you know, I think at a certain point, you just got to cut out the nonsense and just go continue to prove that you're better than all these other teams left in the field.
1: You do. And that's what I, again, come back to when you think of the Ravens in these playoffs is that. I don't know. The, the the things that teams have done to them that have given them trouble schematically in these single game circumstances a lot of it is like pressure in the blitz and there has not maybe Josh Allen and people talk about the turnovers whatever sure whatever but i don't there's no one who has played with pressure meaning a defender in their face creating pressure getting them off their spot better this year than Lamar Jackson And that, to me, is what... And that's why I don't want to see the Bills if I'm the Ravens. Because you can win schematically and they can still hurt you. It's Mahomes, it's Allen, it's Jackson, it's a little bit of Dak, a little bit of hurt. Burrow can do that really well. Uh, But those are the guys that I'm I'm looking to. And, And, you know, Purdy didn't do that when the Ravens presented it to him. Got him rattled. Got him seeing a little bit of ghosts there. So... Those are kind of Jared Goff. I don't believe in Jared Goff. And to talk about that game, I love the Texans' money line, honestly. I love the Rams' money line. Mm. I love the Rams' money line. We've talked about this Detroit defense when the Ravens played them. They line up and play, and Matt Stafford will tear you apart. You don't make him think, and you don't sim pressure, and you don't get creative and hit him. He will tear you apart. He's another one, and he does play well with pressure. And, man, if you want a value bet right now, I don't don't mind those Rams coming out of that NFC, especially in terms of betting value. Uh, I think they're four digits last time I checked. And I don't know about, you know, it's going to be – I like it because of the odds, but I really, really like the Rams in this matchup. I don't love the Lions defense. I think that what – Uh, the Rams defense has done this year with some younger guys has been nothing short of admirable Raheem Morris out there, someone who's getting a lot of head coaching buzz and that staff feels ready to rock and roll. So uh, do not be surprised and credit to you. We talked about, you know, what you and I were just kind of talking, Hey, how did, how did our preseason predictions go? I had the Rams as the worst team in football. Uh, I had a little bit of a Colin coward take where it was like, I don't trust Stafford to stay healthy. So I think they're going to suck. And he did. And I'll I, if there's someone that is that I think you can make a solid argument for MVP. He just won't get it because their record isn't good enough. It's Stafford. He has Puka Nakua, an unheralded rookie, and Kyron Williams. Cooper Cup misses like the what first month plus of the season
0: and didn't even look that great when he came back. I he
1: looked. He looked like oh no, is Cooper Cup done? Yeah and has regained form, but man, McVay, I think McVay, the two coach of the year candidates should be McVay and Kevin Stefanski. Either one of them should win it. I will hear you on either way. And Matt Stafford deserves all the, if you don't want to give it to Lamar, if you're one of those whatever's go ahead and give it to Stafford. I think he should get some second place votes and third place votes and all that stuff. So uh, conversely, I don't trust Jared Goff at all whatsoever. And with so much pressure of the city of Detroit building, I feel I've, I i do not want this to happen for the city of Detroit, but man, you're putting Jared Goff in a big pressure situation. First home playoff game. in what is it? 30 in our lives? I think. Yeah.
0: yeah, It's, it goes back. I think it
1: was the year I was born was the last time they had
0: one. Yeah. I think they had Barry at the time, maybe. So that's, I think it was before him. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah.
1: Mm, No. 94.
0: If they had him, they had him, they had him. You're 93, right? Yes.
1: Yes. yes. Something like that. It's, I think it's like 29 or 30 years. So I don't know. Who do you like more under pressure? I like Matt Stafford. I like Sean McVay. Um, The lions kind of got into their own heads in that Cowboys game there. I do like that. They played some of their players there. And uh, that, that fits into Dan Campbell's program of we're going to play, we're going to bite, we're going to claw.
0: He's going for that fourth down at the end. It's like, dude, what are we doing here? But he's just like, no, he's he's drinking his black coffee and his Red Bull and he's like, we're just going to we're just going to ride this thing out to the end. I mean, the God. radio
1: conversation he had with local Detroit, his, I guess he calls in every Monday or Tuesday or whatever, and he's he's telling them, "Say it. Say what you want to say. Say it." The guy goes, "I think that was an irresponsible decision." And it was like silly, and he's like, "Thank you. Thank you for dude, saying it." Dude, say it to me like I'm anybody else.
0: Tim Robinson becoming like the face of like their celebrity fans. Like I need him and Tim Robinson, like in a room on camera together. I don't know what the content would be. Maybe you do. And I think you should leave sketch or you just do a straight up, like between two ferns type situation. I, I
1: imagine it being kind of like a Sunday conversation with Caleb. Yeah.
0: Sunday exa- Exactly where I was going. Like it, something like that. I mean, honestly, like have Tim Robinson play the Glennie balls role to have Caleb do the interview and uh, yeah, just interview Dan Campbell, which that, that would be electric.
1: Over-under in that one, 51 and a half. Lions three-point favorites. I love me some Rams. I love the Rams there. Uh, still have to check out injuries, things like that. I think they have Jordan Fuller questionable, Higby questionable. Uh,
0: Laporta got hurt too, didn't he?
1: Laporta will be, be be missing this game, yes. Yeah, that's,
0: that's not good.
1: <laughs> Which is a lot of the dangerousness of defending the Lions. So, boy, oh boy. Aaron Glenn there. I... Maybe maybe this is like a so stupid that it's a good thing because the Ravens are a team that sims a ton of pressure and they do throw looks and Stafford's seen it all and I think he deals with the blitz really well. So maybe the best thing to do is to keep a lid and ho- hope that you can out-physical them. I just don't think on the back, that McVay schemes his guys open over the middle of field. I don't think you can keep Nakua and Cup and Kyron Williams from rumbling on that back seven. Those linebackers and those DBs, Brian Branch, heck of a player. We've talked about him, but... Man, I really trust McVay. I trust Stafford. And I like the matchups that the Rams offense has. And I don't know. Rams have – I I don't have all the metrics on it, but in terms of fantasy points, I was looking through some DraftKings stuff. Second, lowest amount of fantasy points to running backs. So that, to me, tells them they've contained running backs, especially in the past game a ton. Um, So I think if the Lions want to win this game without Laporta – and in a game where you feel a ton of pressure and made that like you said that questionable kind of decision to go for that game and maybe go fight for you know a better seed a better this a better that you have Matt Stafford coming back to Detroit that one those are in each conference those are the games i'm most excited for Houston Cleveland Detroit
0: and LA there that would be that would be really something. I mean, like, no matter what happens in that game, it's going to be quite something. I expect him to be very well received. They're kind of one of those big trades, really big trades. Like you think back to some of these and like the, the Jared Goff trade for LA, you know, they wind up getting rid of him. That didn't really work out too well for them. I think the Titans kind of made a killing off of that. You know, they wind up getting Mariota out of it, obviously, which didn't do too much for them. But you know, it's always so one-sided. Going back to Herschel Walker, that was kind of one of the first big ones I can think of, but it always seems so one-sided. And this is kind of one of the ones where It's just totally worked out perfectly for both sides. The Rams got their Super Bowl. Lions are still building their program up to your point there. We'll see what happens with quarterback. You know, Goff is still kind of getting it done. Well, if he, you know, if he kind of fills his pants here in the playoffs, I think they might need to have an internal conversation with themselves. I know they got Hendon Hooker in the mix there. Um, But, yeah, it it just feels like, and I've been saying this for a while now, it just kind of feels like you need an alien at quarterback and – Jared Goff is a human. So,
1: I I perfectly agree with that and Stafford does do alien things. Maybe not quite I don't want to say not athletically because the way he throws the football sure is athletic, but uh, I agree with that fully in today's NFL and that's how you beat these two deep safety cover 4 cover 6 hybrid defenses. Rams plus 2100 to win the NFC. I like that juice a little mm. bit. I like that juice. They're familiar with the Niners. They've given the Niners issues. Is what, what is it? Carol always beats Shannon. Which what? There's a trifecta of it. One of the think- all three of them. Go I think around, and around.
0: I think McVeigh always beats Shanny, and Shanny always beats Carol. I think that's how it goes.
1: And then Carol's given McVeigh problems.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I think that is the the snake eating itself.
0: And then the card, the Cardinals kind of just randomly will like beat all the of the
1: Cardinals them. are like that video, the, the viral video of like the kids smoking yeah. a bong in the corner while the other, the other kids fight.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or it's like the, uh, the, uh, the, the like soldiers and like Iraqi freedom. And then like the clown is like stacked up with them. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. So I, I really like the Rams there, and I'm fired up for them. And again, if you like value, 2100 on FanDuel at least. Go check other books, but then knowing that if they win that game, they have a good shot to play the not like you're probably going to have to beat the Niners to win the NFC, and it's a divisional opponent that yeah. McVeigh has had success against. So I like those odds a lot. The other weird one, yeah. though, I think the weirdest game of the weekend. Not to cut
0: you off, we'll, we, if you want to keep going, go ahead. But Bucks Eagles. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going. That that's so weird. The Eagles just in an absolute free fall right now. Sirianni's uh, job security being called into question here. Uh, your guy Howie just you know absolutely just puttering and billowing in the wind right now with this roster that is like built to perfection, but is somehow just not working really at all. I guess AJ Brown's been hurt. Vibes are strange. Do you do the guys in that locker room? Are they rallying around Jalen hurts? It doesn't seem that way. And then on the flip side, you've got this Tampa Bay team that's just limping past the Panthers over the goal line, like nine to nothing in Carolina. And like Baker Mayfield has been a great story. I, I imagine he'll be there for another year at least, but uh, man, I mean, that's uh that really is something because what if, uh, what if Tampa Bay goes in there and they, they exact a little revenge on the Eagles, who I think smoke or no, no, that was the other way. That was Hertz's rookie year. The the Buccaneers kind of spanked them uh, in Brady's Super Bowl run. Uh, so a little playoff rematch there. And I, I am excited. I think the Buccaneers could keep that one kind of close with the way that the Eagles are just in free fall. I know the talent doesn't totally match up, but you got some good receiving options there. And Evans maybe make a couple weird plays, throwing it up to him and some of those guys. Uh, I'll be tuned into that one as well. Keenly.
1: I'm curious if Darius Slay plays in that one. That kind of feels like the, the, what toppled the house of cards has been him out as well, yeah. and someone that was apparently Ravens
0: ran Ravens, on. But. Yeah, Ra- Ravens legend Darius Slay.
1: The fun of Baker Mayfield with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and Rashad White is a weapon. I'll say too against an Eagles defense that has been getting destroyed. Like I don't know. I'm trying to think of the right movie analogy of just, like, Baker having a little bit of an edge right now. I can't quite think of it. I feel like it's, like, Legolas, like, Mm. knowing that no one's going to be able to quite touch him, and he can just thump, thump, thump,
0: like, just... Riding riding the sword down the stairs, just picking guys off, or the shield down the stairs, just picking guys off, you know?
1: What does Baker have to lose in this game? He has greatly exceeded expectation of everyone but himself. He's probably going to... I don't think the Bucks can let him go. No. Why would you? With their record, where they're picking in the draft, and... Having a Daniel Jones type contract for him and me, I mean, Give Baker a five-year deal. Don't make it a four-year deal. Give him a long deal that you can deal with later and chop that off. Yeah,
0: spread it out over the over five years and just like say, you know what? Like we'll cut off the guarantees after like year three. But yeah, just let's let's handshake this thing right now and get it done. And like he's in Tampa Bay. It's a little more low-key media market. He's probably a lot happier now. Like that's it's a good situation for him.
1: He's made a good bit of money. He has a Heisman at a huge university. He's extremely marketable. He's gonna make a lot more money as a media personality and all of that throughout his career so would love to see the bucks bring back baker and throw some more picks get some value there you know i I think it's a great deal for him to take he should be taking the friendliest deal ever he should be like look pay me very handsomely but i don't need to be touching top 10 money give me a nice long deal and let's build around what we've got down here so uh, I know him. Mike Evans speaks very highly of Baker and the way that he just conducts himself. And he's a he's a grown ass man now. I also think uh, another sneaky option too. People, there's a the Nathan or the uh, the the Stephen Ruizes and the Derek Clausens and all these people are having this. Who is going to be Mike McDaniel Stafford? Like, is Trevor Lawrence not the guy? If there's a quarterback that it's going to be, they keep saying like Geno Smith and things like it's it's Baker. Yeah. Like, who's the next Stafford for a McDaniel? Type situation. It's it's Baker. That's that's Baker. So fired up about that one. That's a Monday night game too, which is going to be a ton of fun. Really sucks to have a Monday night game, especially because you could be playing a team that played on Saturday. So that just is not fun or fair in my eyes. But as a viewer, I get three days of football with only what? I mean, what are there eight games? So love that aspect of it's
0: it. Super Wild Card Weekend. It's super.
1: It is. Oh, you know, it's super, and it extends. I have uh, off on Monday too. So like all those, I think that one I feel like is going to be a weird score. I'm looking at, what was it? We've got Eagles are 7, 8, and 2 against the spread. Bucks 11 and 6. What is the, what is the total there? It is 44. Mm, that's pretty low. Pretty, pretty low. I think that's the second lowest aside from, you guessed it, the good old Pittsburgh Steelers and Buffalo Bills.
0: So- it makes sense. I mean, it kind of makes sense. like you get the Buccaneers, like I said, winning nine to nothing in Carolina and then freaking Jalen hurts and the boys are struggling to move the ball against, you know Wink Martindale, who's got a foot out the door. him and the Wilkins boys are going to go God knows where. if is he resigned? is he still under contract? The Giants quietly tied the Ravens for most most turnovers
1: forced in the NFL this year too.
0: Of course, of course they did to Rod Taylor just going up and down against that Eagles, or yeah, against the Eagles defense. Like it's, it's something
1: crazy that Tarod wasn't playing over, over Tommy Cutlets there. Uh, Pittsburgh. All right. I'm going to say right now, how is it possible? This is one of the weirdest lines ever. I don't think there's been a more obvious over I've ever seen in my life, but bills are 10 point favorites in a game that has 36 and a half as the total. That's nuts. That is a, usually those are always like three and a half, four and a half,
0: I always like rack up these crazy parlays, and I'm like, well, if this happens, and then like the game starts, and I'm like, oh wait, well then they have to get this opportunity to do that. Like all of a sudden, it everything becomes clear to me after the fact, and this feels like ripe for that for me.
1: Totally, totally agree. Uh, Bills getting the second best odds from a lot of different analytics sources to to come out of the AFC. There, Uh, them getting the two seed. They're the first team ever with five weeks remaining to be at 500 or worse and get a two seed or better. And I will say I did call that on this podcast if you've been listening. About about a month ago, I said the Bills will win that division. But man, that game, I there's no that just that line doesn't make sense. Those are double trap lines. I'm hammering the over the over 36 and a half. You can you can put that on the board.
0: Mm, the Stephen Shea, uh the Stephen Shea hammer. The Steven
1: Shay hammer there. So what else stands out? What players-wise, I'm really excited to see David Njoku. I'm really excited to see Isaiah Pacheco in the playoffs who got banged up and then ran like a madman two weeks ago and he just got a week off that running he be, he's one of the most fun players in the NFL
0: yeah that running style just not even like the not even stylistically because the way that he pumps his little legs and he he's got the kind of a cartoon run going on little Stewie Griffin situation
1: the violence of his forward lean and when he puts the head down he's, he, he runs like Adrian Peterson he runs just like a smaller quicker quicker meaning like as, his limbs are smaller, so it looks more looks like a more. Yeah, it's more choppy. Looks, it's just like Adrian Peterson. It's
0: pitter pattering down the field.
1: Yes, so I'm looking at him. Who else we got in these matchups? Mikey Evans.
0: Quietly, quietly, like already sneaky first ballot Hall of Famer. Like yes, yes. I don't even know if it's sneaky, like, and he's already got a Super Bowl ring. Like, you know, little if he goes beast mode in a couple of playoff games here, it's like I, I think he he needs to be talked about more for the career that he's put together.
1: Amon Ross St. Brown, probably the most slept on. What did he have? Fifteen hundred yard, over a hundred and fifteen hundred yards this year. I think he put up double digit touchdowns too. I'm excited for that game, man. I, there's so many playmakers in that game: Nakua, Gibbs, Montgomery. Amon Ra, Laporta out of that stinks and especially stinks for the Lions, but a lot a lot a lot of big names. I'm trying to think of defensive players. I mean, Michael I mean, Parsons.
0: On the flip side of that, we can continue with Micah, but on the flip side of that, I'm looking at this Chiefs receiving core, because Rasheed Rice has looked good, but is Kadarius Tony just gonna have another like another couple WTF moments here because that that has been something to track over the course of this regular season.
1: I have faith in Kadarius to make some plays in the playoffs. I think he can.
0: I hope he does like, but for every like one big play that he makes, there's at least one other where he just clangs a ball off his hands and it's just into the, it's just right into the breadbasket of a defender and he's like running wrong routes and stuff. He's just, he's a entertaining watch. Uh... And
1: Deontay Johnson both went to goof pickle elementary school growing up. And yeah,
0: you know this could if they were to meet up in the playoffs somehow that would be the
1: the goof pickle bowl it would um michael parsons i'm excited to see what he can do
0: who the cowboys playing
1: the packers packers are seven and a half point underdogs total in that game 50 and a half
0: the skip bayless bowl mason crossbar he swore that field goal wasn't going in he he, he'll Uh, swear to this day that that field goal wasn't good Aaron Rodgers, you know, 50 seconds left, just threads Jared Cook that pass, Mason Crossbar. Just that that upright extending it in the heavens, and Skip Bayless just having a seizure. Just, you know, he'll go to his deathbed saying Mason Crossbar missed that.
1: I'm looking at PFF Green Line here, and there's, I want to look at, they do best bets, and I want to look at what they have for Dak Prescott because. Wow, they're saying under so they do an edge on lines. I think Dak Prescott over one and a half touchdowns is one of the easiest bets you can make this weekend, probably. Um, at home. Mighty,
0: a- you know, gonna he's gonna want to stick it to them, you know, and also coaching for his job somehow. Uh <laughs> he's got them in really good position. Jerry Jones just not not closing the door on the possibility of turning the engine over there. Joe Barry also just might be the
1: worst defensive coordinator in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I think uh that, that seems to be the prevailing sentiment. Jair Alexander, another what a character to follow here this season as well. Uh just with the coin toss shenanigans, and he's somehow showing up on this local newscast. And it's like, oh, we have a fan here to talk about, you know, the, the upcoming game and you know, this big Packers fan. And it, it turns out to be Jair Alexander wandering around Lambeau Fields for some reason. So he's been fun too.
1: CeeDee Lamb will score a touchdown in that one. Playoff CD playoff CD. So I, I think the, I think the, the Cowboys are going to throttle them uh, seven and a half. Maybe we see, maybe I'm going to say more specifically. I think we see a Herculean effort from the Cowboys offense who have been humming, humming, humming in many ways, especially at home. They do have a tough game against the Lions there, but.
0: I'm going to go Packers cover. The Cowboys have a lot of playoff skeletons in their closet right now. They had the, the weird thing in San Francisco. They, it's just a bad mojo with the playoffs. So they've got a hump to get over. And I think it's going to be, I think that will be weighing on their minds a little bit.
1: I, I feel like the opposite. I feel like this is the perfect matchup for them to have that lift off of them. And I feel like they're going to oh, be able to um, Okay,
0: create- go go Packers first half cover then cuz I think it's going to be like it, it, they might be teetering for a minute or two here, I think.
1: It, that that makes sense. The the Cowboys suck in the playoffs and always have. So
0: It's meatball and fan stuff, but like this We also stuff-
1: have we also No, of course. It's the, the, the playoffs are the perfect time for meatball fan stuff. And we also have the Des Bryant as well.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, there's a there is a lot of history. And this is just a matchup that just it just feels right. You know, these two teams have been playing in big games going back, you know, decades, back to the 60s and 70s. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I, I love it when they get together. Uniform matchups are great, a lot of history. It's gonna be fun.
1: It is fun slate overall. And I guess to take it back, I mean, now that we see who's in the playoffs, I did not have the Texans. I believe that we did say out of the Texans and the Colts, one of the two of it, we were like, neither of us had them in, but we were like, we know one of these two teams is going to make the playoffs. Lo and behold, they play for the playoffs on Saturday night. I didn't have the Dolphins. I
0: did. I, didn't have, have the- I did have the Colts in actually. I had them ten and seven. I, I I said this in the group chat. I had them doing literally exactly what the Texans did, like good young rookie quarterback. Like they're gonna. They had an easy schedule. I think that's part of the reason why we got them to nine and eight, but. Yeah, you, just a you know, it kind of it was a little bit of a flip-flop there, but yeah, credit to the Texans for doing that. Certainly.
1: Uh I missed on the Steelers. I had them at 10 and 7, but missing. As well as the Dolphins, I had at 10 and 7, but missing. Uh, I missed on the Packers. I think I had the Vikings and the Lions coming out.
0: I'm gonna go back and listen to that episode and then we'll we'll put some of the stuff out there more officially because I don't remember exactly what I had across the board.
1: I got you. You had the Rams. I think you might have had them winning their division or something crazy. Maybe it was nine and eight. No, you either okay. had them at like nine and eight or winning their division.
0: Yeah, I had the Niners as the one seed. Um, I'm pretty sure. So, I think I did too. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think I. Was I, I
1: had the part Lions part. in. I had the the Eagles in. But I the Bucks. I had finishing like three and fourteen or four and thirteen. I had them them and the Rams as like the two worst teams in football.
0: I was, I was heavy Falcons I remember I did it like a first time around. I had the Falcons at like 13 and four. I was like, all right, I probably need to rework this a little bit. And I still had them at like 10 and seven. I know they were only like two games behind that, but man, they, uh, you know, they, they really fell apart there. Fire Arthur, Arthur Smith at literally the crack. Can you go
1: back and look at the Falcons schedule? Let me read to you their schedule.
0: That's what it was. was, The schedule was so easy and their roster is that good. And I was like, Arthur Smith can probably get something out of Ritter and
1: far and away best team they played was the Lions. They went Panthers. Packers, Lions, Jags, Texans, Commanders, Bucks, Titans, Vikings, obviously without Kirk Cousins, Cardinals, who they lost to. Yeah. Saints, of course. Jets, who they barely beat. Bucks again. Panthers again. Colts, Bears, and Saints. They basically played the Lions, the Texans, and then like the best teams they put in that were like the jags vikings and colts they had and then, like, a joke of a schedule
0: emblematic of both of those team seasons coming to the the, the very end of it where jb wins and the and the saints offense just goes out there and just collectively pulls the falcons pants down and then they just walk off the field and you know you've got uh, arthur smith and couple of assistants getting up in Dennis Allen's face and you go to the locker room and Jameis is just like very respectfully, mind you, respectfully, just like defending the position, team decision, just clowning on Dennis Allen. So who knows what's going on with both those franchises right now, both whom passed upon Lamar Jackson.
1: All four NFC South teams in other than the bucks, I guess the bucks are probably, I would think just run things back, see if they can add some talent in the draft and free agency and what they can continue to build on. But man, Panthers, that shit show. The Saints are really weird. Saints are the Saints might be the weirdest team in the NFL. They have Derek Carr on like a pretty big contract. Dennis Allen is just, uh, he's just like the meekest
0: head coach. I've said this on Twitter. Like whenever he like comes up on screen and they mention him, I'm like, oh yeah. Huh. Like Dennis Allen, huh? Like he's, he's, he's been first. dying his hair. Good for yeah. him. I always like I always just associate Peyton with them. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, Peyton, you know, he'll, he'll get the boys playing up. And it's like, oh, yeah. And head coach Dennis Allen in his fourth year somehow. And I'm like, huh, that's still going on. huh? He's still still doing that. I guess they're just kind of it
1: feels like they've just been making they, they took out all the they charged so much on the credit card with the void years and the contracts and trying to extend Bree's window. I feel like they've just been making minimum minimum payments on their credit cards for a couple of years without. The yeah,
0: they're trying to get out of the hole now. I, and really, they, did, they didn't have the slick back hair, kind of my guy, Les need really still cooking the books and finding a creative way to get them out there quickly because the Rams did it and they're looking pretty good. So you need a exactly. real financier in there, uh, a la Jeffrey Epstein, the New York financier, of course. The financier.
1: So what do you think over, I mean, my first initial feelings here, Slate-wise, then we, we of course, have the Ravens and the 49ers. So, we're looking through. So, the Chiefs and the Bills are probably on a warpath to play in the divisional round. The Ravens, I'm going to say get the Texans or the Browns. I'm going to go Texans. Then, in the NFC, the Cowboys are the two-seed. I need to get the seeding right. Let's see here.
0: I'm trying to pull up a bracket here.
1: I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. We got... 49ers at 1, Cowboys at 2, Lions are 3, Bucks are 4. So we might be getting Eagles or Bucks 49ers and we'll see. I mean, I think the Rams win. So I think the Rams take out the Lions, which would send the Rams in all likelihood unless the Packers can upset the Cowboys would send the Rams to play the Niners in the divisional round. And I don't know, you know, who knows. 49ers could certainly do it. They're rested, whatever. Have way more talent, but Divisional game, that's tough. So I'm thinking it's going to be Rams, 49ers. And then that would leave us with Cowboys. And when are the Bucks-Eagles? I think the Eagles win that one. So I think we're looking at Bucks, or excuse me, I think we're looking at Eagles, Cowboys, in Dallas. And then I think we're looking at Rams, 49ers in San Francisco. And then I think we see Texans, Ravens. And then Bills Chiefs. I guess that's a little too stock. I do have the Rams winning as a six seed
0: there. I'm looking at it right now, and like the only one that I might disagree on, I think the Lions can win that game. Um, Because, like, you know, the Rams, like we've we've talked about, you know, fluke this and that. And I don't think the Rams are a fluke necessarily, but it is like a lot of their offense is hitting on those low percentages. Matthew Stafford just absolutely fitting one into Puka. Um, but, I mean, they generate a lot of offense even without that. So it's going to be tough. But I, I definitely – I could see the Lions taking that one. I could see the Dolphins beating the Chiefs too, especially if Waddle is healthy. Those linebackers get tightened up a little bit. Chiefs have just been kind of a weird vibe team all season long. They might just be ready to go home at this point. Um, but this also, like – I mean, it's a new season. And maybe they're just – they they rested last week, and they're like, all right, let's just, you know, let's turn the engine over and get back at it. So I I definitely – There is a feeling
1: with the Chiefs of – What's the right word? Malcontent.
0: Just malaise. Discontent? Yeah. Yeah. Just malaise, little discontent to like, you know, guys calling. Them out.
1: and the Eagles both I think are just tired. Yeah. I think they're just two tired teams. They had to, the the Super Bowl year last year for both of them was it felt that season felt like a two marathon stat. That felt like an ultra marathon. And then both of them have had pretty brutal schedules, especially the Eagles. So I think they're just worn to the freaking nub. And you hear that if you go listen. I don't, I don't really. I see all the social media clips, and I, I'm sure I would enjoy listening to their podcast. But Cleveland Heights, or whatever it's called, New Heights, uh, New Heights. Both of them just worn to the nub, and you can tell. Like both contemplating retirement. So many guys on both teams that.
0: And I mean, like, the fact that they're they're doing the podcast in the middle of all that, like we know it's it's not a massive investment, but it's like you know, all right, well there goes a weeknight, and like <laughs> they're it's probably, on your mind. Yeah, it's on your mind. It's definitely yeah. on your
1: mind. It's center. Yeah. Your day is like. You're like, all right, I'm going, I'm, you know, we have, to, we're not in the NFL. We do other things, but throughout the day you're getting stuff done. And then you're like, gotta, gotta record tonight. Gotta record. What are we going to do? And a couple hours before you're like, all right, when, who's going to do what? Who's going to send my, it? Get my notes
0: together. Yeah. Get my notes together. And they seem very well prepared. So they're probably doing that too. Like it's yeah.
1: I'm it's, sure they have plenty of help, but at the same time, they also have, you know, a pretty high profile job during the day. So
0: yeah, exactly. So you know it could be on their mind. They do strike me, like you said, as two tired teams. I'm sure one of them will will get through to the next round. And I'd yeah, I like, the,
1: I, I like that take. One of the two of them makes it, and we're not sure which one.
0: Yeah, and you know, honestly, like the Dolphins, Tua not not an alien. I don't think. I think he's just kind of a you know, you know, he he's he's good, he's solid, but he's not necessarily in that in that tier with Mahomes. He's he's he's,
1: he's Polynesian sauce golf to me. That's yeah. what Tua is.
0: Yeah, I offer
1: you know. low key, very similar Two is a little more athletic and has a little more personality to him. And, uh, you know, I don't know. He was regarded. He went to Bama, won a national championships. He's got a lot more accolades and all this stuff about him. But it's just in, it's system quarterbacks, meaning that they have to be on time, on schedule. And if there's pressure, they will. And I, I think very similar there.
0: Yeah, and if you are on time, like that's that's impressive in and of itself because you're doing it in spite of not having that athleticism that a lot of these other guys have that allow them to, uh, to operate out of schedule and kind of be their own offense. So, yeah, I mean, still a credit to them. But, yeah, I could see that being – I could see a scenario where it's Dolphins, Ravens, and then I'd probably say Texans, Bills for your divisional round on the AFC side for sure.
1: Could see that for sure. Well, I guess that covers a lot of it, my friend. Anything else that you think of? Headed into these playoffs. Anything on your mind? I'm about to go do a bunch of these uh underdogs, been talking about these all year. The underdog playoff best balls. And so I have to try to think who is in those. You have to think what players are going to propel teams to long, hopefully Super Bowl runs. And what other things stand out? Coaches, anything? What's what's on your mind headed into these playoffs?
0: I'm kind of curious about, and I mean, definitely there's some Ravens bias, and I wanted to touch on this anyway, like this interviewing cycle starting to kick up guys are getting requests for interviews. I don't know exactly when those are going to take place, but that's I believe to- they
1: have to wait. They can, they can occur during a bye week So I believe tech, like Todd Monkin got two requests. Mike McDonald got one request. They can do them this week, but they McDonald can't got, McDonald got,
0: week. got McDonald got two as well. He got Panthers and commanders monkin got Panthers and chargers. Yes, so, yes, yes. Yeah. And then Weaver, the getting weaver. weaver got one with the commanders. So, That's on my mind a little bit. I mean, not even just in like the preparing for the game, but just overall brain drain on this Ravens coaching staff. That could be pretty significant. We can close the show with that, obviously. But I mean, it's something to look at. I mean, Slowick, I think, is starting to get some looks for the Texans. Got some other guys as well. I don't think Jim Schwartz got any. Um, He obviously would be kind of that that guy getting a second chance, which is kind of tougher to sell sometimes. Um, and then Raheem Morris, he mentioned on the L.A. I
1: heard that Ben Johnson has gotten requests.
0: No, and it's funny because he got the one from the Panthers, I think, and he declined it, which, Jesus Christ, Ben, good job by you, because that <laughs> that could have been a bad career move um, with everything going on with David Tepper there. Um, but, yeah, just overall, how does that affect your preparation? Because, like, you've got – obviously now it's different where only one team has the buy, and obviously that's the Ravens. So if these guys can interview over the buy, does that affect them? But other than that, you know, it's, you know, 2 through 2 through 7, those guys are just kind of going right to work. So, overall just kind of wondering about that that coaching Steve cycle.
1: Wilkes on the 49ers has gotten yeah. requests.
0: Yeah, well that he should. He did a really nice job in Carolina there uh as an interim um after he kind of got done dirty by Arizona. So, yeah, just overall it's interesting to watch and I don't know. I'm just like really this is kind of a, another 30,000 foot view thing, but how are these teams looking in these wins because like we said we've seen just a lot of crap football being played recently it's just been kind of a a, a limp to the finish for a lot of these teams like are they going to go out there and look a little sluggish in the first half like i mentioned are they going to you know keep it up throughout the entire game are we going to see like really and i mean not totally across the board but are we going to see like one or two really good games of football because wild card weekend you don't always see that because you get a couple of jamoke teams in there that are just kind of like you know, not to pick on our friends. The up Commanders,
1: there. a couple years ago, at seven and nine.
0: Yeah, right. And I mean, they actually they played a pretty good football game. in team, there. Whatever they were at the time. Yeah, the football team. Yeah, with Heineke playing the Buccaneers, and they they actually played a decent game in that one. But yeah, I mean, like our what level quality are we going to see this weekend? I hope it's pretty good because we've had a lot of dud primetime games. I just want to see like that's why I'm fired
1: up about this Rams Lions game because I feel like it is almost impossible that's not a good game. Yeah. In terms, exactly. of, in terms of intensity.
0: Yeah, so I'd look at that one. I would look at that Green Bay Dallas game. Like the Cowboys in the playoffs, like it's just always so much fun having them in the mix there. That's gonna be great.
1: The Cowboys are like the way people talk about Josh Allen being a golden retriever and lighting the house on fire. The Cowboys are an entire city and team and organization of Josh of that part of Josh Allen. Yeah in the playoffs, exactly. especially.
0: Yeah they, they just,
1: are they are total internal chaos in the playoffs,
0: yeah cause it's just some some Ben herb straight vibes just you know like, is it an empty vessel up there in the head a little bit um so yeah, I mean like I'm I guess I would say just overall putting a bow on it like I'm expecting Texans Browns to be a good game. I'm expecting and hoping that we get a great game with the Rams and the Lions. and then I think we will get a close game if not a very well fought game between. Uh, kansas city and miami but other than that nothing that i think is going to be like super close or well played and i think that will be honestly fine because like i said wild card it it can be kind of hit or miss if we get three at least decent games decent to good i'd be happy with that
1: i forgot the cowboys beat the shit out of tom brady last year
0: i forgot about that too actually but i mean that was god that that tampa bay team was depressing man
1: and then they right. played that and then they had that I can't even recall what happened at the end of that
0: 49ers Cowboys game. Dude, it was, it was when they snapped 19. it they snapped it to Dak. I think they snapped it to Dak and then like it was like a three three man offensive line they threw it to Zeke and he just got smoked over the middle and that was like that was the end of that I think. Or that was, was that? in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, it was. It yeah. was it was it was.
0: I, I want I think that was last year. That was two they years.
1: They lost ago. so the 49ers knocked them out two straight years. They beat the Seahawks in 2019.
0: Oh, you had the 49ers two years ago. Dak did the quarterback draw, and like yes. he couldn't see the line, the ref wouldn't get out of his way. He's like trying to rip the ref out of the from behind center to like. He ended up
1: right. causing more time, like fooling around with the ref, than if he just like let the ball drop and let the ref do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So th- there was that, and then they had Zeke dying on the cross for their sins uh, at the at the end of regulation. Um, I
1: don't know, uh, man. I think that I th- and hey, we're all you're, you're, your opinion is your opinion, but the Packers have no playoff experience. No. I think they're going to get fucking obliterated.
0: Hey, listen, they might, but there is like Jordan Love. There's enough moxie and enough chaos factor with him. And LaFleur at least does have some experience. He's He's been to, I think. Definitely. NFC, and so definitely
1: the two teams I'm worried Now that I think about it too, the, the teams that do worry me in the sense of general fan take of, we already accomplished our goals are the Texans and the Packers. Those yeah. are the teams and really the Bucks too. Those three teams are like, Hey, we weren't supposed to be here. That's the wild card team. So, like, hey, we want our division. It's hey, like we
0: made the playoffs. Oh, all three of them. Nice. All three of them. It's like, all right, we just want our quarterback to look good this year. That's all we want, and they got that and more. So, yeah, it's raised the banner. The books
1: honestly, probably might not have even given a shit if Baker looked good or not. If he yeah. sucked, they'd be like, whatever.
0: Yeah, we'll just start right over. So, yeah, mission accomplished. Raise the banner, thumbs up, um, and we'll see what happens in the wild card round here. But I mean, Texans being at home, that certainly helps them. And then the Bucks are at home too, and you know that Raymond James crowd. The Texans a, crowd does not, go pretty crazy. They do, yeah. Houston's a Houston is a good football town that has been sneaky tortured since the Oilers left.
1: Not even sneaky, just absolutely shit on forever.
0: Yeah, yeah. couple couple good years with Kuby and uh, Matt Shaw before he turned into the, the pick six god. But
1: for sure. Well, I don't know. I like the Rams' value. I guess them and the 49ers are my picks. I think the fucking Cow- the Cowboys pissed me off. They fucking match. they should match up really well with the Niners. They really should. They just the issue is that they don't have middle linebacker play. And that is what if you can close those windows on the 49ers, that gives the 49ers all those issues, and they can't. So I'm gonna go Rams or 49ers come out of the NFC. That's my I'll- my bold prediction.
0: I'll pick it across the board for this weekend. I'll go Bills over Steelers. I will take the Chiefs over the Dolphins. And I will take the Texans over the Browns. So that's pretty – that's stock. I'll go – yeah, I'll go Cowboys over Packers. I will take the Rams over the Lions. And Eagles go into Tampa Bay and get, get the big upset there.
1: Conference championship games? That's what – I'm trying to go all the way. Like, conference championship games, I think we get
0: – What's your divisional round, then?
1: Divisional round, I think we see I, – I said, I think we get Ravens, Texans, and Chiefs, Bills. Okay. I think we get the Bills in Baltimore in the AFC Championship game. Then I think in the NFC, I want to be bold on the Rams so hard, but they could very well just lose. Uh, I think divisional round, we see Rams, Niners, Cowboys, Eagles. I think we see Championship game there, Niners, Cowboys. And I think we see Ravens, for Niners. There we go. My it mm, mm. the rams are razor thin and they could lose this weekend sure i do love them but they they are so they are so dependent on aaron donald cooper cup puka nakua and matt stafford staying healthy and if one of those guys goes down that's the whole issue and that's why i thought they wouldn't be good this year they were able to keep the very important players puka nakua i didn't know shit about you know a 5th round pick. I not no one saw this coming. If you but. see that
0: video, they looked like they were the only ones that knew what was coming, which definitely wasn't, you know, shot well after the fact and they like kind of staged that. But
1: yeah. So I don't know. I guess we get I'm going to I'm going to go stock. I'm going to go Ravens 49ers. Okay. Over well, the Bills no. and over the Cowboys.
0: I like that too. I like that too. That was my prediction before the season, so yeah, I'm into it. And then
1: I thought yeah. that the I, I think the bills. I think the bills can get the chiefs. I think the bills can get the chiefs. I did feel, and I have been on that Ravens Chiefs matchup inevitability. It would have to be in the AFC Championship game with the way the bracket is, unless no, it'd have to be. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it would have to be. So
0: they're the two. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So <sighs> mm, Chiefs Bills. If that happens, that
0: is such a fucked up game. that is yeah can you imagine if the Chiefs were to beat them again like that would be
1: I mean yes I could and then Stephon
0: Diggs leaves yeah and... like Stephon Diggs might leave no matter what like that would be He is he is def I feel like he will I feel like he will yeah he is like not. yeah replace not replace Nelly and Rashad Bateman
1: former future current future Raven
0: yeah possibly
1: yeah investors possibly you possibly you well, folks, we just solved it. That's the NFL playoffs for you.
0: There it is. Yeah. You don't even need to watch the games because we just so. I'm so you.
1: excited for these games. I can't even express people. I feel like we sleep on how good. And you did say, wow, you're you're right. Wild card round can be kind of dudsy. But just like the, I feel like the hype can be better than the game, but the hype is so good. It like costs, when these yeah. games kick off at first, you're like, as a, no, no skin in the game. You know, you make your bets, whatever. But you're like, ah. Sometimes it's, they suck, but the hype is amazing. This is the best week. This is the best week.
0: We've only seen this tw- one. Uh, I guess you could count more than once because they have the two seed once. But like, when your team is on the other side of that and you're just waiting for one of these teams, it is such a good feeling. You just kick your feet up, Tony Montana in the hot tub, like clicker in hand, cigar in the other, and you're just you're you're just waiting for one of these teams. I, two I'm times,
1: expecting- two times in a five year period. Very impressive.
0: Yeah. So there you go. And we will, uh, we will be breaking down that game when it is time, but uh, I guess if that's all we got, do I don't know if
1: we'll, we'll be doing it. We, we don't have a preview. I don't know if maybe we'll a uh, Thursday. We're supposed to, excuse me. We're actually supposed to simulcast with Bobby Trossett right at 9:40 PM. I don't know if that's live. I can't remember. I think it is live at 9:40 PM on Thursday. We will be simulcasting with Bobby. So uh, keep a lookout for that. If you want to join us that Thursday night, there's no Thursday night football. Which breaks my that that honestly makes me want to cry. That breaks my
0: heart. You know my that's mind. coming soon. The NFL is going to find a way to you know make a, oh the first wild card game is Thursday night football, and like the no, team, the team no, that plays no, on no, Monday no. night is somehow no, going to go not
1: that because is open now because there's no college football. They are feasting on those Saturdays. They have it. This playoff format with or without Monday night football will be to a T for at least. Well, I'm
0: day. thinking like, I'm thinking like five years down the line when there's 10 playoff teams all of a sudden and 40 teams overall. And you know, you're going to have to go to Würzburg, Germany to play the first round of the when world. Will
1: there be another NFL team added
0: pretty, I think soon, man. Like give I think me a year,
1: I mean a year of a guess that comes to your mind
0: 2029. 20, and I think it will be London. Like the London, they, they, they the want the Knights. They want this London thing to happen. The London Jaguars. It's 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 gonna be the Jags. Like, I don't. I mean, you might be it's, right. It's been written in the stars for going back decades at this point. Shad Khan, you might be right. Big London guy.
1: God, having to imagine having a three game road trip or a three game. Uh, I guess they would just come over here and stay here somewhere.
0: Yeah, it's – I mean, it it's preposterous. Like, I'm not – this is not – retweets are not endorsements, but, like, this is going to happen. And, like, <laughs> there's going to be 10 playoff teams, and the, the NFL is just going to go year-round. It's going to be the Premier League, like, on steroids, and we're just going to be slaves to it.
1: I don't know. It's tough. Youth participation in football is down. That's why Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are dating.
0: You want to double-click on that? Maybe connect that thread? Because My
1: like- theory is that they are – uh And I'm, Hey, I'm sure they like each other or whatever, but I feel like the, the Taylor Swift thing, I think we're going to start seeing more and it might not be a dating player or whatever, but I think there are just efforts that have covert operations to encourage demographics of people that are holding their children out of the sport of football to like football more. And that is why ESPN and the NFL wants to pump up Taylor Swift content if you had to pick a demographic of people that don't want their baby boy to play football, it is tail. It is Swifties, and now they're like now they know about like two point conversions and shit. So,
0: if you want to make that argument, I'll listen to that. Like that they're pumping the relationship from a marketing perspective. I totally get it. I don't it,
1: think they're. I don't think they're dating because of that necessarily. Yeah, but like, if you're I, like, why? I like every time they show Travis, T- Kelsey, and Taylor Swift, I'm like, good. Get the Swifties to like football. That is the ideal person who hates the idea of their, of little baby Johnny Swift playing peewee football and getting their brain bashed in. So they found the perfect dark corner to get football. Uh, what is the right word? Polling uh, approval rating. You're getting a better approval rating of the sport of football as a whole. How many, how many Swifties are going to be like, oh, you're going to go play tight end now, Johnny? Oh my gosh, you're going to play tight end just like Travis. That's it's needed. It's needed. That is what can prevent the NFL from their master plan of getting to 40 teams and a 365 day schedule. They need the bodies to do that. And youth football participation is low as opposed to 10 years ago. And especially 20 years ago.
0: Well, let me tell you with that prognosis. I think the, uh, your, your complaints about the whining cheese crowds. I think those aren't going anywhere. If that's the case, I think the whole stadium, just build the whole stadium out of a club level suite at that point.
1: Well, they, the Ravens are, Yeah, they're they're making the black wing now. So they have taken that money and are are going to build a super VIP with its own bar in the club level. Of course. (laughs) So the the cheese and wine there will be flowing and not a single down of football will be watched. And hey, that's that showbiz, baby.
0: Oh, late stage capitalism is a a beautiful thing, isn't it?
1: It is. Will I ever be in the black wing? Probably not. Do I want to kind of once?
0: You'll find your way in there i don't know if you'll sneak in or you'll like stumble into it by accident in a I to, st-
1: if i want to go to the black wing i'll find my way to the black wing. i'm with i'm with the people i'm I'm screaming i'm hollering out there that's but what that's I the other thing i'm going to say on this podcast i'm going to get that started early if you're still with us probably not the average viewership is about 27 minutes but if you're still with us we love you i swear to fucking god if in the divisional round i swear to god if not every if fucking joe flacco comes 70 bank stadium and every single person in that entire stadium is not screaming for three hours and fifteen minutes. I will hurl myself. I might hurl myself off the Chesapeake Bay.
0: Well, you, no, just go to Real Fan dan section, and when he takes his shirt off, you hurl yourself off of that in a ceremonious show. It's like a, uh, it's like a self-immolation thing, like a protest. I, I'm going to be arms too about about the Steelers crowd, and I'm worried. Real Fan Dan is right.
1: It was not relentless there. That was a game to keep the Ravens in Baltimore. It was loud at times. There were some third downs. I just know that this city, as the games grow more expensive, the crowd that goes grows quieter. I just know that's how it goes. And it is an unfortunate reality of rooting for a team that is in a – Baltimore, to me, is not a city. It is a very large town with a – nice weird little facade of a skyline that is just stupid bank buildings. Much like I don't know, Cincinnati. But man, please for the love of God, can we bring back noise once in a playoff? This game was not that loud. You're gonna I will be say seeing,
0: that too you're gonna be seeing not a lot of not a lot of purple camo pants in there. It's gonna be a lot of Patagonia vests. Not maybe not only in this game but a lot of
1: Veja yeah. sneakers and
0: uh, the winter hats with the pom-pom on top with like the pink trim in it, you know? That kind of thing.
1: The tickets are expensive and I get it. And it's not your fault if you can't afford to go. That is not your fault. But if you can, and you just want to be a night, if you think you're going to the opera, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you.
0: It's not a social event. It's It's serious.
1: That's what Orioles games are for. Orioles games are for the social event. Yeah. So I know that it's coming. I know that it's coming in my heart of hearts. I hope I'm I hope I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, man, just was not that relentless. That game was very expensive. And the playoff tickets, I think to get into the door, let's see what it is right now. I can pull it up pretty quickly. It is on the game time app. Free promo for your game time. Sponsored Pod. $280. $450, uh, $285 per ticket. It's
0: not as bad as I would have thought. Is that like it's not that,
1: that is for, let's see, uh, upper end zone, row 22, section 541, 285, all in. And let's see, if you want to sit, row 9 and 520 is 390 per ticket. So there's a few sh- seats that are under
0: 300 to get into the door. So you want to go to two of those. You're talking about a six to $800 investment. So start budgeting now. And there's
1: a lot of people that also are like, well, I want to go to the AFC championship game.
0: But well, what, did we learn? What? what did we I learn with have, the Baltimore Orioles? I had that thought four years ago, and I had that thought a couple months ago. And guess what happened both times? <laughs> I will be in there for the divisional round this time.
1: I, that's why I love you. So please, for the love of God, if you are going and can afford to go, please just scream your fucking head off. That's all I ask.
0: Okay. Well, listen, we'll have have plenty of time to break that down. we still got a wild card, a a super wild card slate to get through here uh, this coming weekend. Any other thoughts before we close her out?
1: I don't know. It's just fun. It's my final thought is it's funny. This is probably like our second or third longest jumbo set of the season and the Ravens aren't even playing. Yeah, of course.
0: We always find a way. My power was out. It went out in the middle of our our first recording. You had to go take a dump. And now here we are in an hour and 20 minutes into this thing. We said we just really
1: we're like at least an hour 45 from when we actually tried to start.
0: Yeah, honestly, life finds a way. But okay, that's all you got. I can go ahead and close this out. Thank you guys, as always, for listening to this, uh, like he said, extra long version of the jumbo sets. Always fun to jump in here with my guy. Uh, if you are listening and uh, you are a Baltimore Ravens fan, which of course you are, uh, go ahead and check out jimmysfamousseafood.com uh, so you can get yourself some tickets to the upcoming Crab Cakes and Football Next week, hosted by our guy, Barstool Banks. I think we'll try to be in the house for at least one of them, uh, maybe do some video stuff. It'll be a ton of fun. So go and get your tickets for that. Thanks as always to our other sponsors as well Fed Thrill, Black Eyed Susan Spices. Uh, Fed Thrill, you can go to uh, their website, use X52 for 20% off. You can use X52 for 10% off of Black Eyed Susan uh, products. You can find them at participating ACE hardware locations in the Baltimore and DC suburbs. Uh, so check their website out. They've got some great stuff going on, as always. Uh, you can also follow us on social media at XF52 Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You can find us on our social medias. I am at Jake Luke. That's L O U Q U E on Twitter. Spencer is at Ravens Four Dummies. That's the number four in the middle there. Ryan is at Barstool Banks. Taylor is at TaylorSmith10. And Eric is at EDI TTI22. We'll talk to you guys again very soon. See ya. Arrivederci. ...really, really hard, and they execute the system, and that's what it's all about. Yes, sir. Trust. Big trust. Big trust, yes, sir. Right on cue.
1: Hey, right on cue. Hey, let me